Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cinema Files Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa, and today we have a great show, just like every week. Today we have the great Michael Gallon. Michael Gallon works with Hectic Films. He's one of the core reasons why we made the Lackey movie. We'll be talking about that today. We talk about the movie that he's in with Sean Piccinino, Ricky Bird, and several other people. It's called Mabel. Very interesting man. Humble. Stays in the background. Great guest. Michael Gallons on today. We're we talking a little bit today about some of my favorite movies on right now. Some of my favorite TV shows, and one of my favorite games, we're going to reformat the show just a tad bit, mostly because I'm more interested in pop culture than I am interested in just cinema, and, I, and I'm a producer, and I'm a writer, and, and I'm soon to direct, I've directed in college, and, and directed in Offset as well, but never any major projects, but I want to in the future, write a producer like that. It'll be great talking to Michael Gallon today on, on his work, and how much effort he's put into and time he's put into uh, his films. I, I saw how much time and, and work he put into The Lackey. He was always there for support. Uh, and on set, just working like a dog. Great guy. Let's just get straight into the show here. I want to try a little reggae in the background today. Oh, there you go. A little reggae in the background. There you go. Hmm. So, my Netflix pick of the week, House MD. Have you seen House MD? House MD is an awesome, awesome show. Now, I know it's several, several years old, but it's a, it's a fantastic, fantastic show. I'm on season eight. I blew through seven seasons pretty damn fast. I mean, I was, I was pretty shocked. One of the complaints I heard about House was that it had a repeating 
theory or a repeating pattern. But it's, this is very much like Sherlock Holmes in a hospital. All the dysfunctions with drugs and with human interaction as well as female interaction and the confusion that goes there. It's all in the show house. It's great. It went from 2004 to 2012. It was created by David Shore. Hugh Lowry plays house. Now, I don't know if you know this, but he's English. He's an amazing, amazing actor. I was watching him last night on Graham Norton's show. I mean, what's funny is that he's got the exact personality of house in an English accent in England. So it's very, very interesting. And he was making a comment that, that he thinks, you know, he's pretty positive that Americans know that he's not American. And I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> As I was watching the show, I was pretty sure that he was American. I would never have thought that he was English. It was nice. It was very nice. Of course, Stephen Hawking, you should be able to walk. And I don't think you know that stuff either. So I can see how information gets, gets lost. But anyway, this is Hugh Lowry. He plays Dr. House. Omar Epps. Robert Sean Leonard. Jesse Spencer. He's great, by the way. Robert Chase. He plays uh, Robert Chase. Lisa Edelstein, who plays Lisa Cuddy. She's great. What's interesting about that is that they have a love-hate relationship, very much like Moonlighting, but it doesn't work out well. And you know American television. Things have got to work out well. If it doesn't work out well, well, then the show sucks. Um, I haven't finished the eighth season. I'm, I'm halfway through it, but so far I'm really enjoying it. And here's something interesting about the show. Olivia Wilde is on the show. Now, Olivia Wilde is beautiful. I'll give her that. She's pretty good in Tron. That's the first time I ever saw her. She's just she's really beautiful. I love that. And then I saw her in a house, and then it brought on a different echelon, a different level, because she is an amazing, amazing actress. So Olivia Wilde, pretty, really shocking. So anyways, house. House right now. Now, my suggestion to you, because it ended in 2012, my suggestion to you is watch the show now because it's still relevant. If you watch the show in about five to seven years, it might not be as relevant as it was maybe two years ago. I mean, you're talking about President Obama right now on the show, which is nice because it's a two-year-old two show. And I actually thought it was older. <laughs> Anyways, I, I loved House. House was a, a great show, eight and a half seasons. Hugh Lowry, great actor. Now, if you want to see him in anything else, go go to Netflix, type in Hugh Lowry. You're going to find that he's in all these old English shows that are just fantastic with a great sense of humor. He's also a musician. He sings the blues. And he's have, I believe he has two albums out right now, which, which are fantastic. And it's, I know it's difficult for people to understand, like somebody from, you know, maybe from the UK singing the blues, which is typically an American thing. But... Uh, he does it quite well. House. House is a show to watch. So games. What games are you playing? I want to hear what games you're playing. Call in number is 657-383-1444. I want to hear from you. What games do you like playing right now? Video games. You like video games? I want to hear about that. Now my favorite video game right now is Destiny. I love that game. Destiny reminds me a lot of World of Warcraft and Halo combined. And Zelda combined. 
where you can get gear and all kinds of really cool stuff. It's, it's a really great game. I'm playing it right now with Sean Piccinino. And, um, we're both playing Warlocks. Really fun game. There were a lot of complaints about story, and the story wasn't complete, and didn't make them feel good, and it could have been a lot more, and done a lot... Listen, I can understand that if you're 15 or 14 years old, and you stick your nose to the TV, and you listen to everything, and you want everything to be linear. I can understand that. But if you want a good story, a good game, good gameplay, this is it. I go pick it up. I think it's worth the 60 bucks, even though I paid a dollar for it, technically, because... You know, I traded in a couple games, and, and I, I, it all came up to 60 bucks, so it was very easy. Anyways, Destiny is a fantastic game. So, if you're going to pick a console, let's just say you have an Xbox One, and you have a PS, you have a PS4, or a PS3, which one, which one are you going to pick? You're going to pick up the PS, or are you going to be the Xbox One? PS4, isn't it? PS3. It's funny, because I have one. Um, I would pick up the PS version, the Sony version. If you don't have your friends on Xbox Live, I'd pick the PS version. Why? It runs at 1080p, 60 frames per second. 60 FPS on a video game is perfect. And that's what you have for this game right here. So pick up Destiny for Xbox One or for, for your PS system, for your Sony PS systems, and you'll love it. The great thing about playing on your Sony PS system is that you can play it on your Vita. If you have a Vita. I don't have a 3DS, but if you have a Vita, you can play remote play. It's pretty fun. Destiny is a game made by Bungie, former creators of Halo. Halo has now gone on to 321 Studios. So that's very, very interesting. So we talked about TV shows. House MD is a show we all want to watch. It's on Netflix right now, all eight seasons, and it flies by really fast. Meaning two weeks. You need about two weeks. The game, Destiny by Bungie, is a game to play right now, either through your PS system or through your, X, or through your Microsoft Xbox system. Get either or. Whichever ones your friends are playing. And you'll have a great time. Now, superhero news. Now, I'm a gigantic, you know, sci-fi, fantasy geek. I love it. I love sci-fi. I love fantasy. It's what I write. It's what I favor. It's what I lean towards. So what's, what's the news this week as far as sci-fi and fantasy? Well, one, the Batmobile was, was released as far as images go. So a lot of us got to see new images of the new Batmobile. That's incredible. Now, the Batmobile looks a lot like Christopher Nolan's Batmobile with a slash of Tim Burton's first Batmobile. So it's got that going for it. Beautiful. Now, if you have doubts about this movie, that is, I think, a safe concern. And I'll tell you what, I actually know a lot of the story. I actually read a piece of the script. And I know, I know a large part of the movie. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You're going to have to find out for yourself of how the, what the catalyst was to the film, get these guys all together. But I will say this. If you were nervous about the movie... If you were scared before and you're looking for images to just to confirm or deny, uh, these images and the script itself is fantastic. It's great. So, I think it's going to, unless they intentionally screw this film up, it's going to be fantastic. So, we got to see the Batmobile this week. It's on Twitter, Instagram. Just type in Batmobile on, on Google. You'll be able to find it. 
It's fantastic. And what other, what other superhero news did we hear this week? Well, in Guardians of the Galaxy, they actually had to skip out. Of, well, the producers took out a scene of Stan Lee. At the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, you see Howard the Duck. Now, if you didn't know who that person was at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, that's Howard the Duck, by the way. That was a character that George Lucas made into a movie in the 1980s, Leah Thompson. And he was at the end. And he's the one who said, you, you let that dog lick you in the face. What's interesting about that astronaut dog is that astronaut dog is notorious for being a Guardians of the Galaxy. And he and Rocket Raccoon actually have a tumultuous relationship. <laughs> so that's, that's a very interesting lore in the comic book fandom, if you, if you don't know that. Is that the space dog in the space outfit in Guardians of the Galaxy uh, was uh, like almost like an enemy of Rocket Raccoon. And the scene they took out at the end, and the reason why I mentioned Howard the Duck, was because Stan Lee was supposed to be in that cage instead of Howard the Duck. But I guess they said something like it, it showed him in an unpleasant light. They didn't really want it that way. They, they must have said a billion things that made sense at the time. Now, should they have done that? I, I don't know. But I'll be honest with you. A lot, a lot of times, 90% of the times, when filmmakers take stuff out of a film, it's usually for a darn good reason. Opposed to what Andrew Garfield said this week about Spider-Man 2, which he said was, when he read the script and he saw the movie, there were two completely different projects. That the, the, the Amazing Spider-Man 2, the way it started off, the way the script was going, and the way the film was filmed, and the finished project was different. Meaning that he said that the story arc was was stronger. There was a, a, a theme that rolled throughout the entire film. That theme would have made more sense if, if they would have kept it in line, but instead producers got involved and they started you know, snipping away. Next thing you know, you have The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I liked better than the first one. But always, 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 whenever an actor complains about a film and its lack of success or the success was not there, I often think of exact producers and what have you who have no idea how to make a movie, who get in the way and start telling directors what they need to do in order to finish the project, like Mark Webb, who directed the film. And the film comes out like crap, comes out like garbage. And they wonder why. These companies wonder why they can't make fantasy or superhero films that are fantastic, like The Green Lantern, which is horrible. Directed by Edward Zwick. Edward Zwick did <laughs> Glory and um, The Last Samurai. Now, The Last Samurai may not be your, your best, your favorite film, but it still was a beautifully shot film. Glory. You can't tell me Glory is a great film? That was Edward Zwick. He directed, um, uh, he also directed the, the first uh, uh, new James Bond film, which was Casino Royale. I mean, he's a, an amazing director, and then he just Green Lantern, and, and it stinks. Some of these properties are, are very, very temperamental, very tumultuous. So they have to be very careful around these characters, especially around Spider-Man. Now they're trying to mix things around. They're going to do a Sinister Six film. They're going to do a Spider-Man film. And then they're going to do a Venom film. So they're going to try to do basically an expanded Marvel Universe because Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man. 
and we're going to see a mishmash of films until Marvel retains the rights again. Is that a good thing? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not a gigantic fan of it, of course. I like my Spider-Man Sam Raimi-ish, I'll be honest. The first two films, not the third one, obviously. So if I was going to grade the Spider-Man movies as far as being good, I'd go Spider-Man number two, made by Sam Raimi, Spider-Man number one, made by Sam Raimi, and Spider-Man number t- Amazing Spider-Man number two, made by Mark Webb. That's how I grade it. I like to grade, you know, Star Trek films as well, but that's how I'd grade this film. So very interesting superhero news this week, you know, and sci-fi news as well. Before we go on to Michael Gallon, before we go on to our guest here, let's talk a little bit about Star Wars, because we're all Star Wars fans. So the two things we saw this week were a huge built Millennium Falcon in the open. So that's what we saw. We saw that. And then we saw a TIE fighter. Very interesting. They look awesome. It looks fantastic. And a lot of people are, are, are genuinely concerned on whether the Star Wars films are going to be good films. I would say this. If George Lucas did not make the prequels, would these movies be, made, be being made right now? And would they be as good as I think they're going to be? No. No, I don't. I think if Jar Jar Binks and that poor kid who played Anakin Skywalker in the first film, I, I think that bamboozle, that destruction of the Star Wars universe propelled the story in a more positive, better direction. And actually put it in the hands of people who are, who are better in control. You can say, well, they're in, they're in the hands of uh, Disney. That's not in good control. Um, Disney's a pretty huge company. And I think they're going to do okay. Maybe not with, you know, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. But I think with Star Wars, with a gigantic property like that, I think it'll be just fine. Harrison Ford is back on on set, uh, hobbling along, skipping along. That break was pretty bad. That ankle break was pretty bad. From For Harrison Ford to be off with Star Wars for as long as he was, as it was filmed and not being filmed, he hurt that ankle pretty bad. Most likely it was a combine fracture. But anyway, he's back. Movie's being made. It's supposed to be released in 2015, 2016. So it's coming up soon. I believe 2016. So I'm very much looking forward to it. And that's my news for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I like compiling all that news together. I, I, I like superhero stories. I like sci-fi. I like I like listening about... That's what I live for, personally. I, I live to watch media. To listen to media. To watch it. And that's the interesting thing about today, about uh, talking to Michael Gallon, because Michael Gallon is, is uh, directly related to Hectic Films and what they do out there. And I want to talk to him about his career and, and what he's done with his life and, and uh, what we could do with our lives to uh, be somewhat in the same direction as, uh, as him. So uh, without further ado, let's get, uh, let's get to Michael Gallon on here. Hi, Gallon. How are you, sir? Good morning. I'm here. How are you? Good, good. So, we were just talking about sci-fi and fantasy news. We want to get on the news with you, but uh, so I'm so happy that you, that you joined us today. Thank you very much for joining us on thank you. Sunday morning, 10 a.m. L.A. time. Well, thank you, sir. Thank uh, you so very much. Let's talk about 
Let's talk about your career here. So I met you during the Lackey filming, and I heard about hectic films, and it all came really fast. But I want to hear the story from you. How did this whole thing start? Because I'm looking at your IMDb, and compared to how much work I see you do, and your IMDb page is obviously not updated yet, but you work it's extremely not. hard. How did this How did this whole thing begin for you, this, this, this film journey? Well, basically, it started uh, Ricky Bird Jr., the owner of Hectic Films, uh, one, as one of my son's good friends, my oldest boy, Chris. And um, I was at a party at Chris's house. I think, it was a, I think it was a New Year's party. And I knew who Ricky was, but uh, he was there, and he was looking for help for a film. And he said, do you have any experience? And I said, well, not really. You know, in the film industry, I, you know, I know a lot about cars and things like that. I'm mechanically inclined to be help on the set. I can for sure do that. Had no acting experience whatsoever. Never been on a movie right. set. Love movies, of course, like everybody. Never been on a movie right. set. I, I believe this was 2008. And uh, hmm. so he said, would you like to come aboard and give us a hand? And I said, sure, I'd love to. And uh, so the first film I worked on was uh, a film that's still in post-production. Um, um, excuse me. <clears throat> I'm a little, fighting a little cold here. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, had, a, I had a cold a couple of weeks ago. You know, you know what's great about yeah. radio is when you have a cold, you know, it's hard to focus on an image because you're thinking purely from your brain. So that, right, that right. cold thing gets inside your head. Right. So, so, right. so you, 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 you're, you're going into the film, and what was your first film that you worked on with, with Hector Films? Was it, was uh, it Trailer it's Park called, Boys? Or? It's called Home Free. It hasn't been released Home yet. Free. It's still in post-production. Um, what I did on that particular film was I, went, I thought maybe I was going in for, you know, like gripping or something like that, and I actually went in as an actor. I played a cop in the film. Uh, had a, had some good scenes opposite D.T. Carney. He's he's hilarious. If anybody knows D.T., if you're listening, D.T., love you. Uh, we had some good scenes, and I ended up doing a little bit of grip work, but there was already grips there. And, uh, you know, I, I worked in the furniture industry for a long, long time, and we did do some commercials uh, for that industry. And so I, I had a little bit of on-camera experience. I shouldn't say zero, but, I mean, it's a commercial, so how much could it be, you know, uh, experience-wise, but we had a great, great time, and I, I, if if I can cliche it, I got the acting bug, and I said, you know, I just love this, and I've been with Ricky Bird ever since on on every film he's worked on, just about uh, just That's having a ball. Awesome. So you did Home Free, and then and what was right. after Home Free? What was the film after that? Oh gosh, there's been so many. I think I've done there has twelve or fourteen films now with him. Uh, I don't exactly remember what was after Home Free. I know. You I, know, we work so you, often. You, have, uh, you did. You have. You have like. You have. Uh, well, first of all, let's, let's go to let's go to Naked Zombie Girl. Let's go to that one because that's okay. that's the one we're we're pushing right right now, big time. Uh, right. What is your involvement with Naked Zombie Girl? Uh, basically, on there, I I went out as thinking I might be a zombie in the movie. Maybe um, I knew I was going to grip, and I ended up doing um, most of the grip work. Uh, you know, building little buildings that Megan's in. You know, the little wood building you see her in. That was actually a prop that we that we built. Uh, me and a couple of guys, and 
Ricky did uh, most of the design at home, and then we brought it out to the set and we built it. And then I did some sound work. Um, the car in the movie is mine. It's a 71 Cadillac Fleetwood Brome. And uh, just a little inside information. The car, the car was being cruel. It, 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 it wouldn't start. The battery died. We actually had to push the car in a couple of scenes. So that was, that was tremendously <laughs> good editing on, uh, on, uh, yeah, yeah. During the film, we had to push the car. So, uh, but I did sound, and we did, you know, we actually went out and we did the movie in two days. And I'm talking about not just, you know, six or eight hours on set. I'm talking about from like noon, uh, you know, one day till seven or eight o'clock in the morning the next day, nonstop, nonstop. Right. Uh, Nick Reisinger and uh, Kelly Henderson are our effects people. They're second to none. And they even had some problems out there. Our, our lighting went out and our generator went out. And here I'm working on the generator. You're talking about wearing different hats. I'm working on the generator right. in the motorhome to get them lights. I'm doing sound. And it was, but it all worked out. And you see the finished product is, is in my opinion, amazing, Steve, amazing. Yes. Yes. I've seen a lot of these things. And it, it really is fantastic compared to maybe 20 years ago where we look back at filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It was almost impossible to get certain of these things done. Um, right. You know, Ricky Bird, I'm talking about Ricky Bird, going back to Ricky Bird, going at the Lackey, that, that guy worked so hard to get us those extremely locations. Hard. Extremely hard to get, get those locations for the film. Um, do, you, do you find yourself doing the same thing as far as now that you have the acting bug, is that trying to find more hats to put on so you can get more things done? Or are you happy being in a certain category? You know, I'm kind of happy just being in the background. I'm a low-key guy normally. Some people won't say I am when they see me, but uh, I kind of like sticking close to home, and I'm, I, I, um, I do a lot of stuff off the cuff, and I, I stick with hectic films most of the time. I, you know, I don't go down for, for auditions in L.A. or anything like that. I stay home, and mm-hmm. I've got so many connections now just through Ricky uh, and DT and a few other people that you know, I actually get phone calls now. I don't, I don't even need to go looking for that stuff. Um, but awesome. I, I do love it. I do love it. So I want to stay in it. But I, I do like the the mechanical end of it, the lighting and the and the set design and building, and I really like that part of it. But the acting part is kind of secondary to me. Um, but I just me, like, uh, ask, like with the. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, like the lackey, I you know I was involved in a certain capacity in the lackey, and um, I guess when they were shooting a scene, you know the scene where Sean is applying for jobs, uh, you know he's getting oh, turned yeah. down, and I played uh, you know I had a, just a small part. Well, they didn't have an actor for that part. Ricky called me at home. I was sitting at home watching football or something. I don't remember what I was doing, and he said, "Hey, get a shirt." It looks like this, and you know, tuck it in, and come get your butt down here. Here's the address. You need to come help me. And I said, okay, I'm on my way. And that's the kind of loyalty we have between each other. Uh, right. When he wants something done, I'm there, and that's probably why. That's probably why we work so well together. I don't just, well, I'm busy. You know, I'm gonna feed the dog or something, something stupid. I'm, I'm there. And I did that part in the lackey, and I feel so fortunate that that he called me. He thought of me at that point. And I got to right. be in the lackey, all but a small part. But uh, you know, right. 
it was it was exciting and I, you know at the time I didn't know Sean I didn't know any of the guys and uh, it, it turned out pretty well and I, I made the festivals and man what a good time oh that was a that was a great time you, you know well, with, the, with what I like about you is, is that I've talked to so many people and a lot of them are very young young physically or young mentally and mm-hmm. as wise as, as people can be a lot of times people feel this pressure of age i'm too young i'm too old you know i should have been here by this time um and, and I, don't, I don't get that from you at all i don't get this feeling of you know i got into this too late i should have done this earlier i don't i don't get that sense from you am i right on that you're exactly right, Steve. I, I um, you know, I got into the game at 45 years old, so it's never too late for anybody. You know, I, I didn't go down, uh, you know, early and expecting to. I never, I never gave acting or any of that stuff a thought ever. Like I said, I was in the furniture business for a long time, and you know, I come from a family of mechanics, so we're all pretty much mechanically inclined. I worked on furniture, I sold furniture, I built furniture, you know, I've done all that. And it, it, it just seemed to kind of transition when I got the call, or I shouldn't say got the call, when Ricky asked me to come on board to do some stuff for him. It, it just seemed so natural. But my age, I don't care. I'll be 52 in December, and, you know, I'm, if you know me, you know I'm gray. I don't color my hair. I have a gray beard, you know. Um, right. I, the age part doesn't bother me. Of course, I'm not as spry, and I can't lift as much, and I can't, you know, I've had some back problems, and I, Actually, did have open heart surgery a couple of years ago, uh, aortic valve oh. replacement, and uh, that kind of limits my ability. Or I, you know, it, it it should and it does. Um, but I'm still able mm-hmm. to get off and do what I do what I have to do. And and the people that are around me know that I've had those problems, and they help out. And they say, no, don't don't touch that, don't do that. Let us do that here. Give me that drill. Let me lift that. So I get a lot of help. Um, that's awesome. Fortunately, we have a really good team. So, yeah, the age part I don't so, care about. So I'm good. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so if, if we're, if we're staying on the age thing for just a tad bit. Looking at your future right now, what do you what do you want from from what's happening? Because obviously, this is all you know. You're doing one thing. Your 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 activity is setting you in one direction, and then the universe says, "Nah, I want you to go in this direction." Right. What, what do you think after that? Do, do you start thinking about your future in that direction as well? And what, now that I have these opportunities, what are my choices and, and where do I want to go from here? Or are you just are you just happy being part of the project? I, I doubt that. I think you oh, I think you want more. But uh, what is it that you want out of films? Oh, uh, really? I, I'm comfortable in my own skin, and I I um, enjoy just basically doing what I'm doing now. And you know, uh, like I say, at, at my age, I. I, the age part doesn't bother me, but I, I'm not looking to to be a movie star. I'm not looking to to work down in Hollywood and those things. I mean, that's interesting to me, of course. I would love that. Um, but if right. it comes, it comes, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. I, I I'm pretty much comfortable what we're doing here. Every time a movie comes up, we've got several projects in the works. I can't really say what they are at this point. Um, but Ricky and I uh, and the team have have some projects coming up that are very exciting. And one of those, you know, when we get a chance to tell you guys about that, we will. Um, but no, I'm, I'm Steve. I'm I'm comfortable doing what I'm doing. If it comes, it comes. If if not, I'm fine with that too. Nice. Well, let's let's go on to to the film that I I, I was watching screenshots of you all all last year, which was uh, Mabel. 
So Mabel was uh-huh. directed by Ricky Bird and, and Rachel Montgomery. Yeah. Was, the writers were Nicole Nicole Gay and then Ricky Bird as well. And you were in this film. Right. Now, what's awesome is that you look great in, in a uniform. You look fantastic. You. So what character do you play in this? So you, you, you play Jake in this film. Right. What is your character and what, do you, what, is, your, what is your plight? Well, I'm I'm pretty much just part of a gang. I'm just a scumbag, Jake the Snake, if you want to say, you know, that that's an old cliche, Jake the Snake. Uh, I'm just a scumbag that, that that's working with with a couple of guys that you know they kidnap Mabel and of course Sean Piccinino plays the hero and uh, he's looking for Mabel. But my part, um, I enjoyed that. Now now, for me to look that good again, touching off on our special effects people, Nick Reisinger, uh, he works for the industry, works on Grimm. And, uh, his his artistry, to me, is second to none. If you've looked at our films and you notice, and Kelly Henderson, I don't want to forget her because she's fantastic. Uh, she actually yes. uh, made those uniforms, those clothes that we're wearing in the film. Kelly made those really? by hand. Yes. She wow. made those by hand. She'd come, she I went to the... Uh, Ricky's apartment, and uh, uh, she took my measurements, and the clothes fit perfect. So I mean, that's that's incredible. Um, it's it's really part, beautiful. It's really beautiful of, clothing. Go ahead. It is. It's fantastic. The clo- Can you believe she made that? Doesn't thing? it? I mean, the, the clothing fits very well. I mean, your your colors are blue. You know, Ricky's are browns. DTs are mm-hmm. the reds. You know, the big red long johns, and then Sean has a right, classic right. brown with a, the, the light brown top. That's a, those are really right. beautiful. Uh, you know, color, color pigments and what have you. So, right. So you saw that, and this, and she just made these costumes for you guys right off the, right off the cuff. Right off the cuff, she took our measurements and she went down and she said, "I'll be ready in a couple of weeks." And I think she may, I think she called me once and said, "Hey, you're not as fat as this looks." And I said, "No." <laughs> I said, "No, I, you know, I can fit anywhere from this size to this size." And she said, well, "I want to make it a little bit bigger," and it, it just seemed to fit. She just did a fantastic job, man. Kelly's. Kelly's great. That's so, awesome. Um, so I think you play, my favorite you play part, a bad guy. I play a bad guy in that. I think my favorite part, which, uh, you know, Mabel will be coming out here shortly, uh, is my fight scene with, with Sean. Uh, I haven't even had a chance to yeah. uh, even go over to Ricky's and look at that in editing. And, and uh, I think that that was a lot of fun. Uh, Sean beating the crap out of me as the hero. You know, I, uh, you know, I can't, uh, I can't win that fight. So, I knew that going in. Fall, fall down, um, <laughs> fall down. But yeah, 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 fall down. And uh, you know, I tried to uh, clear a spot for my for my eventual fall, and I, I failed to find there was a root from a tree and hit me right in the ribs, and I was hurting wow. for about two weeks after that. So it was kind of like a real fight. If you've ever been in a real fight, you know, as a as a uh, yourself, you know what fighting's all about. In the industry you're in. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was bruised up, but uh, a lot of fun. You're a brave you're a brave man. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so so Mabel is your classic western about a child being kidnapped and the good guy going right after him. Right, right. Uh, yeah, if I love you've it. seen the trailer where Sean goes in and sits down and talks to the gentleman at the table, it's 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 their daughter. It's the the man's daughter. Uh, and she gets kidnapped, and Corshawn goes after her. It's kind of a, a classic Western thing with a few twists, but it, it's—I think the—it is a short film. It's not a not a feature-length film, 
uh, short film, and I think the finished product is going to be outstanding. It's it's going to be well received. I really do believe that. So, and but by the way, my Sean part in any Go ahead. Part, pardon? Go ahead. Go ahead. Your biggest part? Uh, that's probably my biggest part in a movie so far was Mabel, even though it being a short. I've you know I've done uh, like say ten or twelve, fourteen and shorts and music videos and all kinds of different stuff, and that was definitely my biggest part so far. And uh, I felt really, really honored that uh, Ricky actually picked me for that part. I guess because I I usually play if you if you've noticed from my work and my IMDb page is not updated it's I you know I messed with that no uh I usually play no. like a cop or a security guard or you know some kind of grizzled right. veteran and I suppose that particular part was just perfect for me uh, Steve Wilson yeah, I love the other it. actor I am... uh, beside me so uh-huh yes yeah, yeah. I mean, you look. You look I mean, the, the thing is that you look great, and the only thing you really need is that. And I know the way you act. So the only thing you really need is a director to put you in the right, in the right direction. Uh, right. You look fantastic in the film. I can't. I can't wait to see. It. And I love you in the trailers. And this, the film stars Sean Paul Piccinino. Uh, he plays Tom Landry. D.T. Carney plays Big John. John Ross Clark plays William. Ricky Bird plays uh, Jebediah. By the way, <laughs> Jebediah. Oh my God. Corey McBride plays Mabel Bedford, and uh, Michael Gallon plays Jake. Uh, Steve Wilson plays uh, Beauregard. Beauregard. I wow. don't. I don't. Re- I that's a name. Beauregard. I don't recall what, what Steve's name was in the film. I'm not sure. Wow. I could be wrong that about that. Is, that's a hefty. When I looked at Jebediah, I'm like, wow, that's that's the Hicks. But when I looked at Beauregard, right. I'm like, wow, you must have looked that up in the dictionary. That's a that's a tough name. <laughs> How was it? How was it like? How was it like shooting a western in a time like this? Especially since you've seen such great westerns come out, like by Clint Eastwood and what have you, that have just really blown the socks off of people. What What is it about this this short film that differs dif- differentiates itself from the, the rest of the westerns? Well, I think maybe um, you know. Of course, it's just my opinion. I think maybe maybe um, that it is a short film and it gets right to the point. Uh, there's no, you know, there's not a lot of, I mean, there is some dialogue. Uh, the other gentleman uh, at the table with Sean is Russell Michael, which he owns California Studios in California City. Um, and we actually did the film in honor of him. He's been having some health problems. And uh, so we did the film in honor of him. And again, we get right to the point as a short film. There's none of this, you know, riding through the, you know, through the wilderness and all, you know, whatever you do in a Western. Um, they just it gets right down to the point, and I think I think that's going to differentiate the differentiate. Did I say that right? No, I don't think I said that right. Uh, yeah, they got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, it gets right to the point, yeah, and, and the story doesn't drag right. on. And there's there's no there's no dead scenes. There's no you know it's it's just boom right in your face. And uh, really? there's a fight scene, and there's a lot of gunfights, and and uh, yeah, it's 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 fantastic. I think that's the difference. I've watched some westerns. You know, you watch westerns that. Oh yeah. Like three ten to Yuma and what have you. Three ten to Yuma. When you start talking about when I when I first saw this film, the first thing I thought was three ten to Yuma. I I love mm-hmm. the film a great deal, and it kind of reminded me of that that tension. What I like about a western being a short film is that westerns have a tendency to be. I mean, if you were if you took the cinematography out of westerns, the movie would be thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. But usually you see right. like rolling, streaming shots of like rivers and bears and and wilderness, and then you have thirty minutes of a movie. 
What I like about right. Westerns that are a little shorter is that, especially in today where kids, you know, they look at it for nostalgia. They wouldn't have any idea. In their minds, almost a like T-Rex lives in the Old West. So right. for a shorter right. film, I think it's good for this generation to kind of catch up to uh, some, some things that we grew up in loving. Like, I'm pretty right. sure you grew up watching Loving Bonanza and, and things like that. Oh, I just, yeah, at my age, I watched that stuff. I was a big John Wayne fan. One of my favorite movies, uh, and I'm sure not a lot of people talk about it. They always talk about the, the Clint Eastwood Westerns. Jeremiah Johnson with Robert Redford. If, if you've seen oh, that yes. movie, the cinematography is just amazing. But yes. there's a lot of, you know, like you say, there's a lot of dead parts in there where they're just kind of hacking around, and you, you know, it's it's an amazing movie. But it's, you know, I I enjoy the short films, even though a lot of people probably would prefer feature films. Um, I right. enjoy the short film because it does get right to the point. So, yes, yes. I mean, a lot of times you don't want to. A lot of people don't want to invest the time anymore to sit inside of a theater and watch a two-hour film. They they almost want the mm-hmm. crib notes. And what's great about uh, a film like Mabel is that it it almost opens up a door to another door. Whereas, you know, the Western gets a good hit, people like it, get a couple awards, then it turns into a feature-length film, maybe a different incarnation of that film. Uh, that's right. the great thing that I saw from a film like Mabel. So we, we started our film career, you know, a, a bit more mature in our existence compared to other people. Let's just say I'm an I'm an 18-year-old in, in, you know, Virginia right now, and I, come, I want to come out to L.A., and I want to act. And I've seen other people start on movies and fail and leave and come back, and people disenchanted, leaving their states or countries. How could I be any different? How could I be any different than those people? What could I do to get in the industry, to, to keep a positive mind frame, to, to, to stay positive, to stay healthy? What, what, what should I do? Well, I would say uh, you got to come out with the attitude that you're gonna you're gonna make it. In other words, everybody has that that mindset. Oh, I'm gonna go out to Hollywood and be a movie star. Well, perseverance and dedication and a positive attitude needs to come first, in my opinion. You can't go out there and go on one audition and get audition and get turned down and go, oh, screw it. I'm, I you know, there's no way I'm gonna make it. A good example would be Guy Grundy. He comes from another country all the way to Hollywood. And look at his success. And maybe, maybe some of that success is based off his, you know, he's a two-time uh, Mr. Australia bodybuilder, and he probably had some credibility there because that, you know, if, you're not, but if you don't follow that sport, you wouldn't know who he was. And, right. um, you know, he comes all the way here and does all, all these fantastic things in Hollywood. I, you know, we're, we've become pretty good friends. I've taken some advice on health issues from him and things like that. But his positive attitude was what I was getting at. And as with all the people that I know, D.T. Carney, Ricky Bird, I mean, all the actors, all the special effects people, most of the grit people. Now, through Hectic Films, we have some people that come and go, you know, that help. And I'm the only one that's left out of the original crew. I say original crew, um, you know, the past seven or eight years. Um, But as an actor coming out, you just have to stay positive, and you can't get discouraged. Now you know you, you know that you know we both know about Hollywood. You probably more than me. Um, there's a lot of disappointment out there. A lot of disappointment. You, you, but a positive attitude would be my first and foremost thing. Um, I would, of course, eat healthy, stay healthy. Don't go out and get drunk, and then try to go to an audition. You know, in the next morning when you're you're not prepared. Preparation is a big key. 
Uh, I've learned a lot of that stuff from D.T. Carney. He's the most prepared person uh, as an actor that I've met, and I've met a lot. Um, But his preparation, you know, we're on set, and I see him talking to himself, and I'm thinking, what? what the heck is he doing over there? And I, I, you know, I'm kind of trying to eavesdrop on him, but not making it obvious. And he, he's, he's going over his scenes in his head and he's going over his lines without even, he doesn't even have the script in front of him. Once in a while he'll pick it up. Right. And I noticed that and I got a lot of inspiration from him, but he's so positive all the time on set. And if, you know, uh, if a guy's coming out from any part of the country, positive attitude, Steve. Right. Right. You know, I agree. You know, I, there there are a couple of people right now that I know that are so disenchanted, so disheartened by by the Hollywood scene or the New York scene or the media scene, really. And, you know, they leave mm-hmm. the country or they leave the state. And they, they they can't handle the rejection. But what's interesting to me right. is that it's it's not necessarily personal. It's 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 the way it kind of works. And and if you get discouraged along the way, I, I don't understand how how you're going to handle many things in existence because you know, marriages are not easy. Relationships are not easy. Friendships are not easy. Work, business, careers are not easy. You know, when I look at Hectic Films of where we began, and the lackey basically came out of the fact that Hectic Films was doing another film with Sean, and we had the right. cameras and the crew for a couple extra weeks, so we got to film the lackey. So that's a, that's a pretty amazing thing. And those things happen mm-hmm. because Sean's a good guy, he knows how to communicate with human beings. Ricky Bird and, and Jason Sanders and, and Guy Grundy and D.T. Carney and all these guys came out as well as yourself and came out and showed your support and, and bullied through that thing, and, and it got made. And, right. uh, you know, I, it, it really freaks me out when I see, especially writers or artists, um, especially when they're young, just become freaked out and can't think that they can't make it. Well, what would you say to that person? I mean, what can you possibly say to that person who's just so convinced that they can't make it? It almost feels like they feel like they're not worthy of the appreciation of, of the media industry. Well, what are your thoughts? Boy, that's a pardon. What are your thoughts on that? What do I talk about? I'm sorry. I broke up a little no, bit. What, there, what, what, I'm sorry. What, I didn't quite get what, 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 what are your thoughts? No, I was saying, well, what are your thoughts on, on, on like young and older people having this mindset of you know having one failure and then just blowing the whole industry off the whole because it's not a movie industry anymore it's really a media industry because we have Netflix and Amazon Prime and Yahoo now and everything's getting pushed towards Videorom and Netflix and all that stuff so it's really just media so what, what would you say to somebody you know who just says I'm gonna quit I'm going to quit right now. I don't think it's ever going to work out for me. I'm getting too old. I'm 34 already. I'm getting too mm-hmm. old. You know, I'm, I'm going to move back to, like, Germany. What would you, what would you say <laughs> to that person? Well, I would, I would, first of all, before I would say anything, I would think that their heart's not in it. Because if, right. if you come out with that, you know, you can't take things personal. You know as well as I do in Hollywood, it's a cruel place. It's a backstabbing place, and that's another thing that I want to touch on as far as hectic films and the, and the people that I work with are, are extremely loyal. And that's where I stay where I'm at. But I would probably tell that person, is your heart in it? Do you want it? Right. I don't care how old you are. Look at me. 
I got into it late, and I just basically fell into it. I wasn't even looking for it. And I think that's that's what happens with a lot of people. They 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 come out with these with these big dreams, and of course they should, especially young and naive. And they come out and they you know they see all this money flying around with all the different actors. Well, those you know it's 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 it reminds me of a football team. I know that sounds kind of weird and off the wall, but if you think about how many college players are out there right now and they have NFL dreams. Well, there's only so many spots on a team. There's only so many spots as a starter in a football team. It, it's the same thing with with acting. I mean, there's only so many spots. I know there's tons of shows, tons of movies, tons of commercials. There's all kinds of different you know aspects of, of, of the movie industry and the acting industry. Right. But there's only so many spots. And taking rejection is going to be a big part of it. And if, if your heart's not in it, there's no way you're going to make it. You have to be, again, touching back to positive and your heart in it. Right. You've got to keep going. You can't take that personally. You know, you can't take that personally. You go and sit in front of an executive in an office and they say, well, you know, show me your gig. And blah, blah, blah. You know, they, they seem disinterested, like they're not even listening to you. You know, you can't take that personally. Right. It's like anything in life. You can't take it personally. Hey, you got rejected. I didn't make it. Okay, well. I'm going to look for it. Here's another audition. Here's another audition. Keep going and going and going. And, you know, if you, if you feel at some point that, you know, life-wise that it's not working for you, well, then get out. I, but I, I, I would say um, if your heart's not in it, you can forget it. You can forget it. Right. That's my opinion. It, it, it's very interesting. I see a lot of people who, you know, they they say their their heart is in the project or or in the film industry. They they, they get a mm-hmm. shot and then it they, they fall apart, mostly because of their right. expectations of where they should be in their existence. This is this is interesting to me. Whereas when I look at your career and I look at where where I where I was at as well and where I'm at as well, which is you and I we we put on a lot of hats and we we try to oh, make yeah. ourselves useful. In filmmaking, do you find that 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 helps you in a movie? Because it's got to be obviously useful for the director, the producers, the actors to see somebody so involved in the project that they wanted you to be involved after as well. Do you find that to be the case? Well, I think so. I think so. And you know what's interesting about what I do, as as far as you know, as we say, wearing the hats. Um, if you're an actor and you're on set, there's going to be hours and hours of downtime. Like, you know, the, the big actors have their trailers and they go sit in the trailer and then they get called and they do 30 minutes of this and they go sit for eight hours. Well, that doesn't happen with, with a person like me because there's so many things to do. I might have a, a, you know, an act, a, you know, a part in the movie as far as an actor, but I'm busy doing so many other things. I'm not sitting drinking a bottle of water watching and going, you know, looking at my watch going, man, this is... And I was only supposed to be out here for, you know, three hours, and here it's been ten hours. Well, that's the way it goes. And I don't get bored because I do so many different things. As soon as I put the acting hat off, I go, you know, I go pick up the sound equipment and get it prepared, and here we go for the next scene, and I run out to where that scene is, you know, kick the, uh, you know, kick the machine on and, and do that, and then when that part's finished, I'll shut that off, and, oh, well, let me go get my drill. I need to shore up this piece over here or you know, whatever, you know, set we're working on. There's so many different things for me to do. I never get bored, never get bored. Right. And that's why I like doing what I do rather than just acting or, you know, um, I think right. I think to me that that works for me. So, 
So you're, you're you're doing all these things. You're, you're you have all you have so many projects going on right now. You can't even talk about half of them. Where do you no, where do you see your your career in about? Let's make it simple. Five years. What do you want from five, from this industry? Five years. Well, um, as far as wanting anything, I, I don't really desire anything. I that's, I'm, I have a mindset. If it comes, it comes, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Like say, take, take Naked Zombie Girl. That that is blowing up pretty well, and uh, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to go to Monster Palooza on Friday night. My wife was sick, and and I've been a little under the weather, not nearly what she was, but I decided not to go. And I was, you know, that's why I know that my heart is so in it, Steve, because it broke my heart not to support and represent. And, and if you ask anybody, I'm at every festival I can possibly be at. And I'm looking right. at the pictures on Facebook, and I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, oh, oh you're, wanna, you're, a huge, you're a huge, you're a huge supporter. Yeah. Yes. yes. You're a huge I, supporter. I when, when other people do not show up, you show up. I'm always there. Unless, unless of course, you know, I get sick or there's things come up, but you can't go to all of them. Um, right. But I think Naked Zombie Girl was one that that it's it's we've done so many projects that I think in five years from now that's still going to be relevant. You know, there's there's a lot of things in the works uh, for Naked Zombie Girl and comic book and you know um, I can't say everything, but uh, that particular short film seems to be you know how every 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 person has their, you know, you will go through this, well, it's so popular, and this film's popular, and all of a sudden you hit on something, and it's such a simple thing. There's not a lot of dialogue. It just hit. You know, when you say, I'm sure the young guys out there, when you say naked and you say zombie, well, what are they going to think? Hell, i got to see this movie. What, 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 naked zombie girl, really, with a chainsaw. Oh, my God, i got to see that. Well, if you look at the popularity of it already, Steve, it's, it's, it's blowing up. And, uh, nice. uh, of course, everybody, it's a team effort, and that's another thing I always want to touch on when I speak to people about the, the things that we do. It's, it's a team effort. Look at, look at well, DT Carney, we call him Super Zombie. Um, right. Amazing part and amazing makeup uh, by Nick Rising. Right. Uh, second to none, in my opinion, just as good as Walking Dead or sometimes better if you look. And I'm not going to compare us to anybody or Nick to anybody. Um, no, uh, because Walking back Dead to the... sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 well, I'm, so, I'm sorry, my my friends want to want to keep me on the Walking Dead, and they caught me up. But I I got to tell you, the reason why George Romero didn't want to want to do the Walking Dead, he said this is not a zombie show. This is a drama yeah. with zombies in it. Right. And when I watch right, it, I'm like, right. it, it reminds me of like um, African Americans inside of a, a, a horror film where they're like, don't do that. What are you going in that room for? What's wrong with you? Yeah. When I watch The Walking Dead, I, I, I know exactly what they're doing and what they're talking about. I'm like, oh, right. that's what right. you're talking about. Now I don't feel right. so annoyed. No, these guys are annoying. <laughs> so you got Naked Zombie Girl, and and, <laughs> and to me, that, that film looked more whorish. That, that, that film looked more of a horror film. That's the kind of film I want to go watch. Right. If you put... Right. Uh, the Walking Dead in, in movie form, I, I I wouldn't pay fifteen bucks for that film. I'll mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah, I'll pay tw- I'll pay twelve bucks like to go see show. Naked Zombie Girl. You, I, I'm sure you do. <laughs> well, let's hope everybody. A lot of people. Let's hope everybody it. thinks the same way you do, right? Uh, but touching oh, back no, on the a five lot. year plan, I, go ahead. 
Go ahead, ahead, please. Touching back on the five-year plan, I think that, um, you know, I think that that might be, and among other projects that we have coming up, I think that might be, I would like to see in five years, I would like to see a feature-length movie and a comic book and and, and become a, you know, become a franchise. I think that'd be really cool. Nice. You know, it was it was a, really a pleasure talking. I wanted to have you on for for a while now, and we got kind of compiled with a lot of guests. But I'm glad I had you on. You know, when I when I first met you uh, for the Lackey film, I, I really liked you a great deal. We didn't get a chance to talk a lot. I, I am a bit of a shy human being, a little bit, mostly because it doesn't seem that way because I talk to a lot of people. But I am a little shy. But you know, I really loved having you guys around and having hectic films support the lackey and be there and and be such cheerleaders it it gave me a great deal of respect for you guys and for your company and for what you guys do and i'll always support your movies and your and your and your the people behind your projects because you guys are such good people nice people and uh and i enjoy your personalities we've had drinks together we've been to all these premieres together i've really loved them a great deal so i really appreciate you being on the show and and uh Thank I can't you. wait to see Mabel and some more future projects that you can't talk about. Go ahead. Really, really appreciate the kind words. But just that being said, the only reason I went to the Lackey at the festival is to meet Vernon Wells. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Vernon Love Wells. Is a great, Love all of you. That guy's a, that guy's a great personality. <laughs> Oh man, I had a good you know, time with him. I, I, went, I went to go meet Vernon Wells. Uh, I, I remember uh, I wanted to sit next to him and be a fanboy and just and just totally mm-hmm. have him be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a, I've got an older fan next to me. It was the opposite. <laughs> that guy right. just turned to me and started teasing me for literally half an hour before we became friends. I'm like, yep. well, if Vernon yep. Wells is teasing you, that's got to be fun. But no, it, it was great yeah. having you at, at all. The, it was great having you. And then we have all these future films. I can't wait to see you guys again. I went to Phase 2 last year at the SoCal Film Festival and saw you guys. And I really enjoyed that. Where, how can we reach you? Uh, now, your IMDb page, now boys and girls out there, I see the numbers of people who are, are listening. And we have a large amount of people listening right now, by the way, Mike. Right. You know, how can we find you? Your IMDb page is not caught up. So how can we catch it's up with you? It's not caught up. Well, basically, you can follow uh, follow the uh, our uh, hecticfilms.com, Hectic Films on Facebook, uh, through social media most of the time. Um, you know, I am gonna work on my MDB page. Some of the some of the stuff that's not on there, I just it's just my laziness and not not going after it. And that just that's my personality, Steve. I it um, yes. you know. That that starlight doesn't appeal to me. I mean, of course, everybody wants to be loved and everybody wants to be talked about. Uh, I need to venture on and do the IMDb page, so you can follow me there. I have some credits again that aren't on there, um, but just just basically through hecticfilms.com and fo- follow uh, follow what we do, and and uh, I'll be on there, and um, you can catch me at festivals. We got plenty of festivals coming up, and some of the ones that I can't go to, like Austin, you know, the Horror Fest, and all, I won't be there. Um, but I will be at, I still call it Grauman's Chinese Theater, October the 16th at 9.30 p.m. is the premiere of uh, Naked Zombie Girl there. I shouldn't say nice. premiere, but the showing of the movie. Uh, so you can catch what, me what there. Was, what was the date again? Was uh, the date October again? the 16th. October the 16th. October the 16th. Okay. So you'll be there right before, right before Halloween. That's fantastic. Right, right. right. So I'll you'll be there, there for October I 16th. Don't, okay. 
And there's one in San Diego, I believe it's uh, November 1st. I won't be at that one. I'll be in Miami watching the San Diego Chargers and the Miami Dolphins. Oh, my gosh. uh, Sunlight Sunlight Stadium. So (laughs) I won't be able to make the San San Diego Diego Naked Army Girl. Uh, yeah, I was You're born in, in San Diego. Boy, lived right? in San, yep, lived in San Diego for years and years. I was born in Bakersfield, um, uh, but lived most of my life here. I've lived in San Diego. I've lived in the Laughlin, Nevada. I've been all over the place. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm back I, I in Bakersfield to, now, and it's it's not the mecca of the industry, but <laughs> you know, it kind of it, it's not bad because Hectic Films is going to be the mecca of the industry here. I hope I hope it goes there. And before I forget, before I forget, may I go ahead and, and plug a couple people that need to be plugged? Please go plug them. Number one, Megan Shane. You see her; she's an up and comer, man. The, the the star of Naked Zombie Girl. She's got some feature films coming out. Follow Megan. Just love her. Megan uh, another one I love. Megan Shadane. Another one I want to. Megan Shadane. She's the, she's the naked zombie girl. That's who she is, and that's she might be identified by that for a while. But she's got a lot of other stuff going on, and just she's just a wonderful down to earth Midwestern uh, young lady, and we we all love her. Secondly, I want to plug Robert Beal Photography. Like if you see the stills from Mabel and those types of things. Um, oh, yeah. That's. That's Robert B. Hill Photography. You can follow him. He does weddings. He does whatever you want. Um, of course, I've mentioned D.T. Carney a bunch of times, Ricky Bird Jr. Ricky, Ricky's my hero mm-hmm. because he's the one that let me in, so to speak, into the industry, and I've just had a blast ever since. Uh, Nick Reisinger, right. uh, Kelly Henderson, of course, special effects. Uh, Jason Sanders does most of the editing. Wonderful, wonderful editing. Jason's just phenomenal. He he also has a drive-in uh, theater here in Bakersfield called Centertain. You can check them out. Uh, I saw online. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why, why don't you plug that? Because I really like that that idea. Great deal. I, I was I was watching how they were making and trying to save that drive-up theater. Can you can you give us a little bit of an update of what's going on with that? Sure. Um, basically, what it is is he's looking for a permanent location from what I understand, to actually have a drive-in theater where you can drive into a, I think it's about a six-acre lot that he needs. Uh, him and his wife, Sagan, um, started this thing, and a couple, I guess they have a couple of partners. Ricky, Ricky's involved as well. Uh, they have a blow-up screen. It's, I think it's like a 30-foot screen, and I helped out their, their very first night uh, setting it up. And actually, I didn't set it up, but I helped them take it down. And it's amazing how this thing just, it's its its filled with air. Like, you know, those things you see on top of a tax guy's roof, you know, that flops around. You fill it with air, right. tie it down. It's like, I think I think theirs is 30. They have a 40. Uh, and they have a big projector that they use, you know, as far as the films. It's a modern, uh, I can't remember exactly the the, the name of the, the projector. I think it's a Christie, I think. And they have a, a cart with, uh, you know, that opens. They have snack bar and they have the whole nine yards. But they're moving around right now. They did it at the Bakersfield Museum. Uh, and then they did it at, at a NASCAR racetrack uh, locally here recently. And, you know, as far as the movies go, they, they show uh, Back to the Future. And we showed, of course, with the Robin Williams thing, they showed Hook. Uh, in honor of Robin Williams here a couple of weeks ago. 
but that's a big thing because there's no, you know, like people our age, I shouldn't say, I'm probably older than you, but the drive-in theater was big for me when I was a kid, man. There was like six of them here in town. You know, well, which one's showing what movie? Let's go and double feature. And, you know, after this time, it's free and, you know, sneak everybody in. And, and of course, oh, we yeah. went out there as teenagers and we were there, you know, we drank beer and, you know, we had a good time. And I don't <laughs> recommend that, condone that to any young people, but that's what we did. And uh, it, it does bring back a lot hey, of Hey, boys and girls, if, if, you can, if you can find a drive-thru theater and you can drink beer at a drive-thru theater, then go do it. Because good luck on that one, man. <laughs> and that, that's like saying, please don't do heroin on the moon. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, in those days, it wasn't, but, uh, wasn't like it is now. In the 70s, it wasn't as harsh as, as it is now. You know, I, I don't condone any of that, of course. But, you know, we did it. I'm not going to lie. And that's why we went. No, we had fun. Do you, remember, yeah, hide, do you remember hiding inside the trunk? Sure. Do you remember hiding inside the trunk? Ford station wagon. had a 66 Ford station wagon with a... Uh, the back seat folded down, and and you would think it's a spare tire area. Yeah. Well, it lifted, and it, that thing was about as big as a two-story yeah. house. And you had seat, you had seats yeah. back there, right? That's right. Yeah, we did too. Yep. Yeah, we yep. had seats. Yeah, we were, we're we're very close to being the same age. We had seats back there, and what's great is that you get to wave at people or flip them off in the back of the seat. <laughs> well, what's really great, right? What's really awesome is I remember as a kid going through those drive-through theaters. I would we would hide to, you know to get a cheaper cost, mm-hmm. and they would look at us and mm-hmm. go, "Your kids are going to come in for free. Just open up the the don't, don't suffocate your children." Right, right. And then we'd come out really fast, but that was a little later like on. A buck a carload. We're sneaking all these people, and it's like a buck a carload. Why would we sneak everybody in? And for anybody that's going to do that, if you do find a drive-in, don't park that close to the snack bar because we got popped a couple of times and got kicked out. But uh, otherwise, oh really? Yeah, go in the back and unload them. Yeah, we got kicked out. Um, so we're, we're going to find you through IMDb. You're going you're gonna to catch up with your page. We're going we're gonna to find you on Facebook because we can find mm-hmm. Michael Gallon on Facebook. Naked Nick, Nick Zombie Girl, Mabel. Um, and, and you talk about all the people in our lives and really in a lot of our lives, which is, you know, Ricky Bird and Jason Sanders, mm-hmm. D.T. Carney, you know, Guy Grundy, Sean Paul right. Piccinino. Uh, right. You know, we have all the, all the boys there, Michael Gallon, you know, your wife as well. We have all the, all the people there that are just really great supporters, really great people. And I can only hope the best for Hectic Films and for yourself. Um, Thank you so much. I, I, I can't say anything that. more than what I said. I've really enjoyed having you on the show, and, and I only hope the best for you. Hopefully, you can come on really soon and give us more details on uh, the yeah, future you. projects you're you. working on. Awesome. Pardon? Well, thank you, Michael. Have yourself a great weekend, and, and thank you for being on the show, and uh, we'll have you on yeah, next time. Thanks a lot, Steve. Right, I really thank appreciate you, sir. it. Great... Thanks for everybody listening. Great show. Awesome. All right, everybody. Oh. Great. Michael Gallon. Thank you, sir. Have yourself a great weekend. Thank you, too. See you later, guys. There you go, guys. Michael Gallon's a great guy, isn't he? What a great personality. You know, I didn't want to have a long show today. I wanted to shorten it up just a tad bit. Not that I didn't have a lot to talk about with Michael Gallon. I had, we could have talked for another two hours. I just don't think you guys would be very interested. Um... You know, I think short and sweet smell my feet sometimes is a, is a darn good thing. What I like about Michael Gallon is that he's a very humble human being. And you, go, you start to see what the real L.A. attitude is like. Because people come from different states, and they think they know what the L.A. attitude is like. Like, 
New Mexico, Nebraska. And they think people from L.A. are snobs or they're indifferent. Well, indifferent is probably a good word. <laughs> little, little apathetic, I think. It's, you know, we see stars all the time. We go to dim sum and we see Willem Dafoe. It's just one of those things where you, where you see things. It's only until people come from out of state do you start to get the weird energies, the weird feels, the weird perceptions, the weird attitudes. Out of country, out of state. The truth of the matter is that I don't think it's very difficult to be, you know, in the movies or in media or any of those things. I don't think it's difficult to be president of the United States. I have a President Clinton, whose first father died in a car accident and second father was an alcoholic, and second father, who was also an alcoholic, who beat his mother, and they lived in a trailer park, and then he had a chance meeting with John F. Kennedy and later on became president of the United States. That's pretty incredible stuff. And that happened just because he had a forward mentality, just always push forward. And I think that's what Mike Gallen was trying to get at. This what he's trying to say, just keep on going, keep on pushing. If you don't, who will? Seriously. What a great conversation. I loved having those, those guys in hectic films, Guy Grundy and Jason Sanders and Sean Paul Piccinino and Joe DePico. All those guys. These guys were part of the group, part of the team that made Lackey the film. Watch Lackey the movie. You'll see all those guys throughout the entire film. They're fantastic actors. I can't wait to see their picture. So I hope today was another positive show for you. We heard from the great Michael Gallon. Please watch him on IMDb. Get him on Facebook. I believe he has a Twitter page as well. G-A-L-L-A-N-D. His next movie will be Mabel. Mabel is in post-production right now, being edited. It's directed by Ricky Bird and Rachel Montgomery. His writers are Ricky Bird and Nicole, uh, Nicole Gay. Sir Sean Paul Piccinino, D.T. Carney, John Ross Clark, Corinne McBride, Michael Gallon, Steve Wilson, Russell Michael, there's a lot of people. I love the look of it. The people involved are just part of the excitement. But the film actually looks very good. I like it. I don't like to play games. I don't, I don't like to say I like something when I don't. I, I'm not a big fan of that. I usually be very... Mm, what's the word for it? Um, political. The only time I'm be political is when I just don't want to say anything nice or bad about a project. But maybe it looks great. Great guys. All right, everybody. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. Stay close to your family. Love them. 9-11 just passed by. And like I told my students, to me, 9-11 is more about family. So during your weekend, love your family, love yourself, and God bless you. See you next week. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.